This is Sharon Steitler, the bird chick, and I am here with non-birding Bill. Hello! And it is our public podcast, mm-hmm. uh, the one that anybody can access, uh, mm-hmm. not the other ones that are Patreon Any only. filthy criminal can access. You know, I just realized, like, we've been still numbering these, just because we number them, and mm-hmm. I was like, people are going to start noticing after a while, I was like, why are there some numbers missing? And those are the Patreon ones. Oh, no, we're not numbering the Patreons. I put those up as, as bonus. Those are only, they're not on the Bird Chick site. They're only on the Patreon site. And I put those up as, as I thought bonuses. I put links up for the last one. I don't know. Anywho, anywho. So those hey, are not numbered. So um, you might find a little bonus actually on our Patreon page. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> uh, Sharon and I frequently do scenes from a marriage, which is uh, usually like a nonsensical cartoon that describes our marriage, but... I started, uh, I was testing levels, and uh, Sharon was just sort of talking and didn't realize I'd started recording, and so she... Yeah, I was talking about how <laughs> I had changed a profile picture. Well, no, picture. let's not, yeah, let's not, yeah. No, 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 but that part didn't make it into it. Sure. So I, I had changed a profile picture, and people were kind of like, oh my god, it's so beautiful, and I was like, I was just changing it, because yeah. I had my profile from the polar vortex, and I thought I should put something more springish yeah. up, and then I was like looking at the picture, and I was like, oh, I can see that new wart I'm getting on my so, face, go and to- then it went... Weird. Yeah. Go to patreon.com birdchick. Check out our reward levels. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Yeah. uh, Which we appreciate. Uh, And you will get to hear some of the insane outtakes that we post as well as the... uh, We have some Patreon-only episodes. Yeah. So, so far, every other week we've been doing Patreon-only ones. If if our Patreon gets to the point where it's like we get 250 a month from our Patreons, then everything will be free. But we'll still do bonus stuff. That was the goal. That was the goal that we set. No, it, the, the goal was we would do one episode a month, and if we got to 250, we would do two episodes a month. But we're doing two, two episodes a month. So. Okay, no, 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 no. The goal was we were going to do stuff every other week, and if we got to 250 a month, we would do stuff every week, mm. but still do the bonus stuff for... So okay. if you want to get an idea of what our bonus stuff is... If, God forbid, you enjoy listening to this nonsense... So um, you can go there and you can see that. And while we're talking about nonsense, uh, this podcast is brought to you by a podcast going into its second season called Aging Poorly with Bill Steitler and Sam Landman. Yes, uh, I'm going to. It's not up yet, but Sam and I recorded a new episode. I need to go and burn our old website to the ground because of some security issues and then I will rebuild it. But yeah, Sam and I are back with Aging Poorly. I'm so happy that we're doing this again because... Uh, oh, I thought you guys already had the episodes up, so... Uh, no, the new episode is not up. It's uh, Sam, and Sam is a good friend of mine. We do an anti-nostalgia podcast where we look at things from our childhood and try to decide if they hold up or don't. And uh, I just, I really enjoy talking with him, and so that will be up soon. You can go to agingpoorly.com. The website's kind of a mess, but uh, soon it will be up and running with new content. All right. So, yeah. And so basically you guys talk about things from childhood that didn't age well. well the, the the basic conceit is, yeah, things that are at least 20 years old and we try to take a step back and say, is this still, is this good on its own terms or are we just looking at this nostalgically? Things that we enjoyed from our childhood. You know what I enjoyed from my childhood that still stands the test of time? I will not answer this question. <laughs> Birds. Oh, you yes. weren't expecting that, were you? But no. I was. I was about to say there the. I was about to say burb, which I know you don't like. I, just, I hate burb. 
See, I'm like I'm ambivalent about it. Like I like doggo talk. I, I'm fine with doggo. Yeah. I really am, and 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 especially like you know, much like super rare. You know, I yeah. I, I love that. But I mean, and people saying, that's, oh, this is a good dog. Oh, that's doog. Yeah, but uh, is it dog? I, I always say it's dog. D o g e. Dog. Yeah. That's how yeah. I say okay. It. But but also, but when people post, that's a good doggo. All I'm fine with are, that. All puppers are doggos. All puppers are doggos, and I think. With a domestic animal, I'm okay right. with that. But when someone wants to be all burb with me about wild birds, right. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. See, this is your you have this weirdness mm-hmm. about birds, and I and, and I've seen it come. Are you out. okay with Are you okay with like being with uh, domestic parrots being burbs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're if you're domestic, you can be a burb. But if you're if you want to like make a meme on the birding memes mm. page and 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 then some periodically someone will and everyone's just like banhammer banhammer. The thing I saw today, which I absolutely loved, uh, and I'm sorry I don't have this this link handy, uh, is a car is an illustrator, a cartoonist, an illustrator who has a thing that uh, all cats are baby, and so it was an illustration of her talking to her sister's cat. So it's like. Oh no! You have terminal baby disease, and the cat's going. Wah! It's like no, the doctor confirmed it. It's just this person talking to a cat. It's like mm. all cats are baby. No, they aren't. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think, and I think cats would be on my side with me saying that. Yeah, but I, it, yeah, I have this weird divide because you know, no one no one says rabbito or anything like that. Mm. But um, oh, I'm sure there's a rabbit for. I'm sure there's a rabbit in doggo speed. I'm sure there is. There was this really disturbing trend. And for people who are listening to this who don't know, my first book I ever had was called Disapproving Rabbits. Mm-hmm. Even though it has my name on it, non-birding Bill contributed quite a bit to that book. Mm-hmm. I distinctly remember you saying, I don't want to be remembered for Disapproving Rabbits. But- <laughs> <laughs> now I just want to be remembered for anything. But at the time, you were like... Yeah, oh, God. Because so, I was like, your name the should ego really... of youth. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I was like, your name should be on this because like you've really helped us with these I recall, captions. I recall, I didn't want to do it when it was a, the website, but when it was the book, I did. And I, my recollection is the company was like, no, we want this to be like one person. My recollection yeah. was you don't want this to be your legacy. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, hey. what an idiot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I really feel because you're... You know, as I get older and like, you know, read about that, like you don't really get to choose what your legacy is. This is one of the reasons why I don't give a fuck about my legacy. Yeah. I And it's one of the reasons why I never wanted to be like... This might be a guy thing for me. Oh, and we don't have kids. And we don't have kids. This is how kids. you're going yeah, like, exactly. like, 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 leave your genetics. It's like the episode of Little House on the Prairie where Charles is like concerned about like making the table. It's his table. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I remember that episode. Yep. And I remember the auction part. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I just, I, I understood at a young age that if you're remembered, you're going to be remembered incorrectly. <laughs> You know, either people. That's very insightful. No, I just, I just remember like realizing this. It's like because uh, reading about history, and it's even magnified now, where um, people just make up shit about you to sure. sell a story, or like I found like yeah. one thin thread to hang that this person engaged in non-consensual orgies, and and I don't know how that would happen. That took but, a weird turn. <laughs> but I just remember thinking, it's like. No matter what I do, someone's going to find, like, some line and turn it into, that's the weirdest thing that I did. Oh, and sure. that's going to be my new legacy. Or or they're just going to make stuff up. Or 
ideas that I have now, which are okay in this time. Oh, sure. I think are about that a not lot. okay in the oh, future. Yeah. And, and some of the things, like, especially now that we have this digital medium, mm-hmm. what's going to happen to all my shit when I die? Right. And in and, and some cases, I'm just like, well, I don't care because I'm dead. But then on the other hand, how much of things that I've said on Twitter or oh, yeah. my blog where I was not enlightened yet or on Twitter, that's a one-liner out of context. And someone's going to yeah. remember, like, this person was a horrible racist. Oh, no, I, I think about that constantly. Yeah, I do, too. And it's so that's why I'm like... I, I'm famous enough to get a free drink in the right places, and that's 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 perfect. That's all right. I want. Do we Where have were some we news going with this? I no, have we were, no oh. idea. So I burb. Was, that's burb. how we got it. I know. So you don't ever want to get late again if you're going to start saying burb. I know, but burb. I love it so much because it makes me so happy. Because I see that it, it just you like, just hate it. You you are. I'm sorry. Because I see pup. I see dogs as we're walking. Around. It's like puppy, puppy, puppy. I see birds. I think burb. So just. it's red wing black burb. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. So it's it just, it's. I think it's the friendliness of magnificent frigate burb. Yes, I think it's the friendliness of the bee as opposed to because bird is a hard sound and burb is a friendly sound. Yeah, I like the hard sound. I yeah. like that. What I do is I know you do birding. Yeah, you do <laughs> birding. You feel that? Yeah, take it. Take it like a man. Birding. Burbing with Bill. Burbing with Bill. <laughs> yes, with you it is burbing. And with me, kind it's of, birding. Yeah. Bird dicking. Speaking of dicks. Yeah, do we have Actually, a story? Actually, I was going to do a cute story about my family, but now we have this really great segue about a dick. No, I'm not going to do that. Bait on me. So... I think the post has disappeared because I'm trying to find it on uh, the Rare Bird Alert and I can't find it. Essentially, what's happened was somebody in Oregon had a super rare bird, like a second continental record of a dusky thrush. Okay. And didn't tell anybody. Oh, was this person a birder? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, It was on private property. Fair game. Sure. Fair game. Then... uh, Decided that after the bird disappeared for about 10 days, that they would tell people about it. Dick move. Dick move. Dick move. So, like, I have the actual email. Yeah. And it says... Dick move. <laughs> burp move. Yeah. Um, uh, on February 26th, I was given the gift of a lifetime when I spotted a dusky okay, thrush just, in my backyard. Now you're just being an asshole about it. Me? No, the person who Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was like... Well, you're being an asshole about everything, let's be honest about this. But no, that's Um, just... I'm attaching the letters and photos that were sent to the records committee for consideration. Uh. It contains the details and timings of the sightings. Knowing the huge interest this might stir up, and being something of a private person, I was hesitant to let the location out. But I have come to conclude that everyone should have the same opportunity that I was given. And then they give the location... And after they give the location, it's like, now, I have not seen the bird for almost 10 days. Asshole. I know. <laughs> but the bird was always in the company of robins and kept to the edges. And with the warming weather, you know, and the robins are now leaving, uh, who knows where she'll be? You know, and, but I'm just like. <sighs> Has there ever been an instance, and if there hasn't, I apologize for creating this in my mind. 
of bird trolling where you hate somebody and you say that there has been a very rare bird spotted on their property so that a bunch of birders will converge on it? I have known people who have found a really good owl Mm -hmm. and then do things like instead of posting the exact location of the owl, they'll put (laughs) the owl in the correct county but at the police station. Oh. That's 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 some epic level level trolling. But I mean, uh, but yeah. I mean that is. I mean, there you're just trying to like keep the owl. Right. For, and, and it's yeah, one yeah, thing. Yeah. And it's and I mean, so here in Minnesota, there were a couple of birds, and one of the birds really irritated me because it showed up as soon as the furlough was over, so I couldn't go look for it. It's a bird I would look for. Right. And then the first day after I got back from the furlough and had to do all this extra work that I could go drive to it, the homeowner said, yeah, I'm really tired of people showing up. Will you stop coming? And I was like, mm. but I was like, you know what? Mm. Your private property. Yeah. Completely your house. Completely understand. We are very private about our property. I, I have like, to admit that if you and I had a sawwet owl that showed up in the courtyard right. of our, where we live, I would I wouldn't tell people because yeah. we're private and I don't want to take the responsibility of people showing up to see right. the bird. A, we live in an apartment complex and yes. B, we're private people. We're private-ish yeah. people. But so, but I mean, it's, and, but so, but there was a second rambling that showed up in Minnesota in Winona and they're like, we're submitting it to the records committee. It's in this general area homeowners do not want people coming and it's like i respect that you're you're telling us it's there but to just say like if this person had just said hey i had a dusky thrush i'm super private i didn't want people coming i have social anxiety or whatever it is you're private whatever i don't want to put social anxiety but you're just like i put this i'm sending it to the records committee everybody in this county just check the runs but the fact that you're saying i feel like everybody to to write a narrative around it (laughs) yeah to say i was blessed with this but then like Saying that I've come to conclude that everybody should have the opportunity that I have. Ten days later. To see a bird that isn't there anymore. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's... So, so, I'm on board with you saying, I don't want people at my house. I want to keep this private. Totally cool. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, there's, there's two parts of this. There's the social aspect of... I want people to enjoy birds. Please come and enjoy. These. And then there's the science part of it, which is I want a, an official record that this bird was here. And I appreciate this. I, I can see you doing that of saying like the science of it, like I'm going to report this bird so that we know, like if there was a new bird in like what's something that would never show up in Minnesota, like a titmouse or something mm-hmm. like that. You would say, I'm going to record this. I'm going to make sure that we have a record of this so that there is a scientific record. I'm going to submit this to the records. But to make a deal out of this. Yeah, yeah. So, rare birds that maybe showed up at Neil Gaiman's property. Yep. I would either, like, just ping the records committee. Mm -hmm. Or I would wait a full month before I would put in an eBird report. Right. But I wouldn't, yeah, I would not just go to Wisconsin birding being like, hey, here's what I've been looking at uh, last month. And you would do a blog post about it but it would be you know i might do a blog post about it about well but if i would do a blog post about it it wasn't about me i'm gonna give the birding community this. Yeah, exactly. i would just be like this is my experience that yep. i had with this particular species yeah. i would not go to the was i would not go yeah I, I, I get it i would not go to that area's 
listserv and just right. be like, hey, this is what I've been enjoying for the last Ten days month. ago. Ten days ago it left, but maybe you can go look for it. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah. There is a, there is a, yeah. And and there was one particular time where someone from the American Birding Association uh, caught an eBird list and said, hey, I noticed this. Can I come find this? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, actually that right now you probably could find. And, and sure. you know. Because let's be honest, there are, okay, there are people who have a scientific interest in birds and also This like, person had a scientific interest, so I was like, I will tell you how to find And this also bird. there's a... A crowd aspect, like the time that I, I recall going with you to see a saltwet owl mm-hmm. that was in somebody's yard, and people were sort of in a line, and then some asshole decided oh, he God, was going to yeah. walk right up on the bird. Oh yeah, like, and right underneath it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, re- I remember your face was like, yeah, this is a thing that happens. This guy doesn't care. Yeah, I really wish that I had like one of those old like uh, jester's hooks, like they have it, like. <laughs> in old time theaters or Showtime at the Apollo, where you can just lasso someone and pull them back from the crowd. So, yeah, you know, birders do things, and 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 I, and I debate with this because I feel like if something says private property, you stay away. Oh, yeah. And this could also be because I grew up in Indiana, and I went on private property one mm. day as a young person, and uh, the farmer met me with his rifle in hand mm. and fortunately i was a young cute girl so it didn't uh and he was i think he was nicer to me had i been like a male right but um but i was like oh i'm not gonna do that anymore yeah but you know that and, and so oh. I, I i've met birders who are like well i just feel like trespassing is an opportunity for me to, la- to meet the landowner i was like you know what's an opportunity to meet the landowner going to their door or finding their contact information and yeah it's 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 the whole collector syndrome, which I think we've talked about before. It's just like how much you want something versus how much somebody values something else. It's it's this, yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of nuance to it because you have people who oh, are yeah. collectors. Mm-hmm. You have people who want their privacy. Yeah. Then, I mean, you have people like me. It's like, hey, I'm content to stay in the area. You tell me to stay in. Because if you don't. And obviously, this is a passion of yours. Mm-hmm. If you don't see a bird, it's not going to to ruin your life. I think for me, though, at this point, it's not going to ruin my life because I've seen so many birds. Sure. <laughs> so it's just I've like gotten this them out of my keeping... system. And I don't have an attachment to having the biggest Minnesota list or right. the biggest United States list. And so, like, I mean, on the one hand... The brambling was appealing because this has been a brutal winter, and I just wanted a birding right. adventure to have. And it's like if I can drive somewhere and go see a cool bird, and I haven't seen that particular bird. Do you have a Do you have a, a white whale bird? Do you have a? Because oh, I know yeah. you have things that you haven't seen. Do you have something that you would like risk a lot for to see? Oh, I don't have anything I would risk a lot for. Not like your life, but like like what's your definition of risk? Like. Maybe you break for your rules. Like maybe you do. Like you know. Like put your safety at risk, but not like I'm going to definitely die if this. Like no, there's no bird okay. that I would. No, no, okay. absolutely not. I have, I have birds that I've missed. Mm-hmm. I have birds that. And you have also, nemesis birds. I know I've, that you talked about that. I have the spruce grouse. It's a well-known nemesis bird for yep. me. Um. But I'm also kind of thinking about this stuff right now because of Bill Thompson. And mm-hmm. if you 
Um, Arna Ware will link to his Caring Bridge website, Bill Thompson of Birdwatcher's Digest, someone I've traveled with a lot. He um, is in the final stages of pancreatic cancer. Right. And uh, one of the things that like came up to me today, and it was a photo that I remember when it happened, was like he ran into some mutual friends of uh, uh, at, at um, customs, and he was coming from Colombia, and I forget which country they were coming from. Michael O'Brien and Louise Mattis, and they had just like, hey, we just randomly ran into each other in customs, which is one of the fun things about birding is that right. you can like run into your birding friends at customs. And Bill said in there, he's like, oh. Yeah, that was my last birding trip. So for me, there are some some species that I definitely would love to experience before I go. Right. And so his experience is making me think about that. So I, one thing I would love to do is I would love to experience the Lazan albatross mating dance. Okay. That is something I want to do. That That is higher priority. Like if someone said, I have X amount of dollars, you can do whatever you want. On the one hand, if you went on this trip, you would increase your life list by 200 species. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, you would only increase by one species, and it's the Lazen albatross. But you'd get to see their mating dance. I I would love to see that. But I'm not willing to bend rules to do that. Okay. That's, yeah, that's, I I get that. But I mean, I'm I'm not also going to run out there and, well, if you are in a federal park and i catch you in a federal park with your dog off leash i will kind of like rub your nose sure do you feel like that's changed since you've gotten older like you've and you've had these experiences i definitely feel like in my 20s i felt like when i was a a girl in my 20s where Mm -hmm. it's like i'm gonna see if i can bend these rules because i'm really charming sure um but as i've gotten older and understand well, I remember this was like why I remember people want privacy. I'm having less likely to this do it. argument not with you, but like people you were out with, like going in trespassing, going into areas you should not go into to see a bird, like airports. Uh, having this discussion with you, it's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. Well, the day the airport police were, were talking to me and yeah. saying, "Hey, can you tell other birders to like stay away yeah. from the fence? Because if you don't stay away from the fence, we're not going to let you in this area. Period. Anymore." Right. Um, the last time that I remotely bent a trespassing rule, mm-hmm. and my my sister Robin doesn't listen to podcasts, so it's fine, was uh, when I went to Israel. And, like, Robin said, like, don't go crossing any borders and get arrested. Oh, sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So there was a point where we were on, we were up at Mount Hermon, and um, the fence was broken down. And if we just stepped over this broken down fence, we were mm-hmm. technically in Syria. So I saw one of the British birders do it. So I did it. And then I handed my phone to Bill Thompson. Yeah. And I said, hey, take a picture. So I have a picture of myself in Syria. Right. And so we're there. And I, I, and I have this great photo of David and I, uh, like, you know, scoping. Mm-hmm. And, like, a Syrian woodpecker flies by. And, and our guide at the time was like, hey, no, seriously, please come back away from that <laughs> side. Of the- they are watching you. Please. Right. I know the fence is broken. Go. But that's 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 uh, the most dangerous thing that I've ever done. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, do we have another? Um, story? Yeah. So I didn't want to start off with the dick move. Actually, no, I was going to. I wanted to start off with a more positive story because my phone was like exploding today at work. Okay. Um, and it was my family. Uh, I have my sister and her daughter and grandkid all mm-hmm. went to the Grand Canyon. And I had told mm. them, like, when I heard that, I was like, hey, watch for California condors. They got California condors today. That's and they amazing. got them right off, off of liftoff. Yep. So even though they're, like, taking pictures with 
their iPhones, you right, can like right, right, make right. out the potential tag. I saw those photos. Yeah, <laughs> but it was great. It's not like I'm opening my phone. It's like, oh my god, it is them. Becky got a pick. Everybody's losing their shit. <laughs> it's like I love. I have all these family members texting me and literally losing their shit as they're telling me. Yeah. So I just took a screenshot of that text exchange, and I was like, this is just making me happy. And then everybody starts telling me about their story. Uh, so here's one from uh, Jennifer Menken, who uh, takes care of the birds collections at the Bell Museum. She's like, when we were at the Grand Canyon, I spent most of my time searching the majestic views for a condor. No luck. Took a moment to head to the bathrooms next to the parking lot, and one flew overhead, <laughs> 15 feet off the ground, and I'm jumping up and down like a crazy person at how awesome this is. And no one else in a packed parking lot even looked up. Uh, but yeah, everybody. So people are just like talking about their experiences of the of that, and then because my sister was also texting, she's like, oh, "I'm trying not to cry." I was like, it's okay to cry at a California condor. Yep. That's that's you know, especially as you and I grew up when they were catching the last California condor right. uh, and putting them in captivity for captive breeding, and then someone's like. Uh, hmm. her name's Sarah Presonia. I'm not going to mess around with that last name. Uh, I saw a woodcock dance for the first time Monday night, and I just wept. And it's like, Aww. you know what? There's some burning experiences. It's okay to cry. Yeah. But I, I just I just loved that uh, everybody is sharing their California condor experience. That's a great story. I had to go to the Grand Canyon for National Park Service training for two yep. weeks. And I knew that I would see a California condor at some point. It was June. It was not necessarily the best time to see them. But I was, like, trying to play it cool. And, and it's like, as you're making friends with other people from other people in the National Park Service. And, and everybody's like, oh, she's a birder. And, and I was like, yeah, I'd like to see a California condor here. Everybody in my training group made it their own personal <laughs> mission to personally find me a California oh, condor. Great. And on the one hand, I was like, guys, I kind of want to find it myself but but i mean everybody was so excited to do it and i was like i need to let this go and just let this happen and there were so many people like that's there's there's one there's one i was like yeah that's great that's that's a turkey vulture (laughs) thank you thank you and then i remember one day being out with uh cindy and charlie we it was like our one day off and and we're gonna find you a condor and i'm like guys it's gonna happen we're here for two weeks it's fine it's fine and you know i just knew it was gonna happen and but it was our particular day off and we were just walking the rim where everyone else was being all badass and taking like the insane trail to the bottom of the canyon right i have no regrets about not taking that trail it sounded horrific from everyone i knew who took it i don't need to prove that kind of thing to myself you walked up a volcano to see a i had already walked up the volcano at that point and that's how i knew i did not need to do the garden canyon trail but anyway we're out with cindy and and charlie and charlie's like Hey, look at that! And Charlie pointed out the California condor to me. It was super hot, but I could tell it was a California condor. And then, and I I saw him a few other times, but I was just like, I loved how everybody, especially Charlie, just made it their personal mission. Was like, I'm gonna find this bird for you. I'm not a birder, but I know you want this, and I'm gonna find it for you. And I'm gonna point out every fucking bird I see. And I was like, that I, I love the way my sister had her bird, but I, I really love. Like the team effort that got into like Sharon's Sharon's at fundamentals. We gotta find her a California condor. And they did, and it was amazing. All right, what's our next story? Um Hey. Hey. Did you not have a chance to go get the great black hawk in Maine? 
I must admit, sadly, I did not. So you do not have it on your own personal list? I do not. My own personal <clears throat> list is like four birds. It's more than that. You can identify more than four birds without me. Burps. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck That's you. the look. Fuck you. <laughs> um, so you still have a chance to get the Great Black Hawk. Okay. It just depends on how flexible you want to be about your rules. <laughs> what? So the Great Black Hawk died. R.I.P. Yes. Rest in power. Um, a fr- well, it was euthanized because the frostbite was pretty, yes. pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. Frostbite's terrible. Um, right. and anywho. They're going to stuff it. Okay. And put it in the main state museum. All right. Not countable. Even I know that. Your list, your rules, my friend. Well, that's fine. But I know that a dead bird does not count. It can count. I mean, honestly, I mean, if you're going to go by ABA standards, the American Birding Association, no, not countable. But if you're going to go by like, that's how I'm going to count this shit. Yeah, it's totally countable. Yeah, technically, if I see a picture of the moon, it can, you know, if I see a picture of the moon landing, yes, technically, I can say I've been on the moon and seen the moon landing site. But no, that's not countable. (laughs) It's like going to a national park. I've and seen a photo. Your I've seen a photo of Pluto. Technically, I've been to Pluto. <laughs> okay, so what are we talking about here? You going to Pluto? Yes, I am going to Pluto. We're not asking you to go to Pluto. I've We're asking a, you to see Pluto. I've seen a Mickey Mouse cartoon with. I saw Pluto at Disneyland when I was seven. So technically, I've seen Pluto. The dog, not the planet. <laughs> Same thing. Anywho. <laughs> So what are we talking about here? We're going to talk about what a hot mess the grasshopper sparrow is in Florida. Okay. Lay it on me. What is Florida man doing about the grasshopper sparrow? Oh, maybe we should call it Florida sparrow. Florida sparrow. Florida sparrow causes some shit. Broke into a circuit city, which is still in Florida. Even though it closed it. No, it's not. Anyway, okay, so what is going on? Florida Sparrow found making meth in Circuit City. Exactly, yes. <laughs> so anyway, so the headline is is terrible. And Sure. So the headline says, North America's most endangered bird faces a new threat. Oh god. Colon feuding wildlife managers. All right. So it's about a grasshopper sparrow. I don't know that I would say it's North America's most endangered bird. But right. anyway, grasshopper sparrows. They have subspecies. Okay. Grasshopper sparrow, it's something relatively easy for me to find in Minnesota during breeding season. Sure. So me, like, taking a glance at this headline would be like, grasshopper sparrow, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's it's not the most endangered right. bird no, in no, North no, America. No, no, no. That would be the ivory-billed woodpecker. It's almost like... Uh... News reporters don't know what they're talking about when they talk about science. They tried really hard to know yeah. what they were talking about. So there are subspecies of grasshopper sparrows. There is a very specific subspecies of grasshopper sparrow in Florida. And if you go by subspecies, it yeah, shit's going to go down. This bird probably is not going to last for the rest of my right. lifetime. Uh, so people are trying to protect it. Okay. And it's involving 
the U- U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Okay. And also some private organizations like the Palm Beach County Breeding Program, where they have figured out how to captively breed this particular subspecies of uh, grasshopper sparrow. But as they've been doing this, a parasite has been found in some of these birds. Uh-huh. Is the parasite on the, the property? Is it with the grasshopper sparrows? Mm-hmm. If the grasshopper sparrows that you're breeding have this parasite and you release them to where the grasshopper sparrows... Are you going to spread the parasite? Are you going to spread the parasite? And like, and so you have, on the one hand, we don't know a lot about this parasite. It's probably, it may not even be a problem. Lots of things have parasites. Yep. But then you have a, an official government organization like U.S. Fish and Wildlife saying... Oh, shit, there's a parasite. Paperwork, government paperwork. We have to, like, not deal with this. And it's just become this hot mess. But the other thing that adds a layer into it is that it's like grasshopper sparrow. And is a subspecies important enough to invest a lot of money in? Right. I'm not saying yes or no to that question. I'm just in- introducing that into the variable. Now, it would be different if these grasshopper sparrows were, I don't want to say California condors, but something way more charismatic than a grasshopper sparrow. Because I love grasshopper <laughs> Let me be clear. I love grasshopper love sparrows. sparrows. I-, I love native sparrows. Yep. They're my jam. And I love pointing them out to people. Yep. And I love the look of confusion on people's faces when I'm excitedly saying, that's how we've been hearing underneath that we're bugs. Is that grasshopper sparrow making that, that, that sound mm-hmm. right there. And they're so colorful. Do you see the like little bit of yellow right above its, you know, that, that spot? And then there's like a hint of yellow right on the wing fold. And they look at me like I'm an insane person. But it's like. Well, you are. But. I, I love the aggressive subtlety. This reminds me of, and we've talked about this 100 episodes uh, earlier, about like the whole thing about when we were growing up, the spotted owl. The spotted owl was an endangered species. They were going to be wiped out. Oh, yeah. But that was complete bullshit. It was like the spotted owl was not endangered. Like they were going to be wiped out in an area. And that was a subspecies. Exactly. So it's yeah. like, because, yeah, I've gone to, I was at a bird festival a couple of years ago, maybe where I got. If you've gone to any of the storytelling shows and have yep. heard my butt infection story. So yep. anyway, because they were like, hey, we have this tour to go see the spotted owl. I was like, yeah, I saw that in Arizona. I was like, that's a different subspecies. Yeah. But it, that's also that's also one of the challenges that we have right now. The more that we're learning about birds and what their DNA is, is that are there more species? Do we just need to blow up the the please come over for gay sex chart that we've been using for. <laughs> and let me, let me, so when I say, please come over for gay sex. Phylum class uh, order. Yeah. Genus, species. You forgot family. Oh, family, genus, species. Yes. I remember that specifically. Yeah, that's yeah, how I yeah, yeah, that. yeah, 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 and, yeah. And so that's how you remember the taxonomic order. Um, but... Do we need to do away with that and come up with another terrible acronym? <laughs> yeah. Because we're learning that, that there's more nuance to species than, than what's really there. And I think that's one of the things that's suffering. Because I don't necessarily want that Florida population of it's a, yeah, people, people. I think that the problem is people get attached to animals. And so if you publish a story about like, oh, this animal's going to be wiped out. It's like, it's like the, the thing that they say is the classic... Um, newspaper headline dog on fire mm-hmm. it's like that's going to get people to read this story which is what of course newspapers want people to do they want to read the newspapers uh but it's just like 
Yeah. No, because because what got my attention with this headline was North America's most endangered bird faces a new threat. Feuding wildlife. What would you say is North America's most endangered bird? Politically, the right answer to give would be ivory-billed woodpecker. Huh. Uh, mm, I feel I feel like sage grouse are okay. more at odds, and okay. that's that's not a good answer for me to give right now because right. I've had. I, I've, and, and also, I'm kind of thinking of it in terms of, do we have time to actually save this bird? Right. And also thinking in terms of which is more charismatic, because this is a terrible thing to say. I love sparrows. I want to mm-hmm. save sparrows. It's hard for me. Like, if I have to tell someone, I want you to give money for a project. Sure. It, I'm way going to give get more attention from someone if I am showing, like, one of those crazy grouses with their inflated sacks that look yep. like boobs and making weird noises yep. than I am for this like obscure brown bird that makes a crazy yeah. noise. And yeah. it's charismatic megafauna. Yeah. And I mean we're even having trouble with with trying to preserve sage grouse yeah. and getting people to care about the boob bird. Yeah. Then and maybe that's what we need to call it. The boob burb. Burp. Maybe if we called it the boob burb, people yeah. would care about sage grouse. Yeah. But 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 I love sparrows so much, but I cannot make people care about sparrows quite the same way. And maybe I've just worked for the federal government too long. Yeah. What, what's what's going to be less of a paperwork nightmare? <sighs> paperwork nightmare should be the name of our podcast. <laughs> paperwork nightmare is going to be the you name be, of my memoir you, when I retire you from do, the you should do a federal. You should do a Park Service podcast called Paperwork Nightmare. Um, I think someone should do a podcast about what it's like to be a Department of the Interior employee right. and call it Paperwork Nightmare, and that you should do those things where you disguise your voice. Oh, this is, welcome to the like podcast. Like, it's basically it's Stephen be, it, Hawking yeah, doing the podcast. It, it's going to make it very difficult to, to listen no, to. No, I like listening to Stephen Hawking's mm, computerized okay. voice, but, but that's really the only way that you could have someone do that, because the things we could tell you, and it's like, oh, God, this yeah. Yeah, you're not allowed to write about that. No. Uh, I have, before we go into the next story, mm-hmm. I have something um, I thought you would en- you would personally enjoy uh, mocking me for, which was uh, as part of my job, which is uh, one of my jobs is I am a uh, cheesemonger. Uh, I've been looking up, like, cheese news, quote unquote, to, like, find out, like, What's going I love on? how you made air quotes when you said yeah, cheese exactly. news. Cheese news, like chestnuts. Cheese news. Chestnuts. No, no, it was just be cheese. Chess. I need cheese. Remember, like cheese. Yeah. Cheese. But like, what are people reading about? Like, you know, are there any like hot trends going on? Which is a crazy thing. But there have been uh, some cheese competitions re- recently. And cheeses have won awards. It's like, okay, you're the gold medal winner at this award. And I've been reading stories and just the terrible pun level that has been going on with the writing of these articles about cheeses that have won major awards. I I thought of you as I read this because I know how much you hate uh, birders flock to area. But it's like, you won't... Brie Leave, this cheese won the award. It's just like, it's How often do you see Brie Leave? 
It's it's that level of pun. It's like these like these articles about cheeses that have won like from all over the world these cheese makers come and it's like here's this and this one award this was judged the tastiest cheese in the world and like some asshole in rat's ass arkansas has to write an article about this and it's like you you I can't even think of the puns. Like they're so terrible. It's just like every cheese pun that you can think of. I, yeah, I feel like that with headlines. And there, there are a lot of news stories we don't talk about because if, if birders yeah. flock in there, it's like, oh, yep, yeah, no, no, yeah. don't talk about that. <laughs> we may have a friend who works for um, a very well-known news agency and tags me in every fucking bird thing, and I'm sure. like, I, I really like you, but yeah, I kind of. It's like if you tag me in the fucking yellow cardinal, and now apparently there's a second yellow cardinal. Oh, boy. Like, like, Thank you for thinking of me. That's really <sighs> nice. So, apparently there was a meme that showed up on Reddit. Okay. That said, bird watching starter pack. <laughs> yes, I'm a big fan of the starter packs. So, the basic idea of the, the starter pack meme mm-hmm. is that you pick whatever concept you want to... And you pick a bunch of photos that are applied to that. So, like, one of them is the basic wedding starter pack. And it's, like, mason jars instead of glasses. <laughs> this, you know, the super, you know, uh, you know, a super fancy font that looks like it's handwritten, but it's not. All the guys standing on a beach in shirts and chinos with no shoes oh and God. things like that. So, it's, like... That's the idea. Speaking of inappropriate photos, yeah. someone today God. was like oh God, super excited going? Yeah. to like show a picture of their kid. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'm so excited. It's, I'm like, school picture day. And it's like their little kid. I'm sure this kid is like six. It's super smiley. Mm-hmm. And the photographer has photoshopped a background in. Mm-hmm. But the little kid is on train tracks. And it was like, no! I- and the no, little kid is like sticking no, no. on a train. And it's not that they're on the side of the train tracks. Right. The little kid is like on the train tracks at sunset. I'm like, are you hoping your kid's going to get run over by a train? This is like really dark. Terrible. I don't understand. Why would you put your child on a train track? Terrible. Anywho, sorry. That's what that, that so I, that's anyway, where so I went basic, to. It's basically like, it's a very, it can be a very funny thing. Like, yes, I can see how it could be. Right. So, I think somebody put something up on Reddit, and then someone thought they were going to be, like, hilarious and put it on birding memes. Okay. Which, birding memes is a hot mess. But, uh, so it's bird watching starter pack, and so it's a pair of binoculars, of course. Then a flannel shirt. Sure. Who wears a flannel shirt? I know a park ranger that wears flannel shirts, but that's it. And then a a graphic about how to beat depression, and it's like... (laughs) Birding kin. Right. But then it gets weird. Okay. Then there's a picture of a yellow cardinal. Okay. That's not bird watching. <laughs> that is really not bird watching. If you're a non birder that I think listens that's, to this no, podcast, I, I think that's never the, send a birder a picture of a yellow well, cardinal. Well, no, if, if it's the basic bird watching starter pack, it's like you find the yellow cardinal and like that's the no, thing that you're obsessed no. with. Even if it's if if you this is the basic bitch. Yeah. Birder starter pack, then you would just put a regular cardinal, okay. not a yellow cardinal. Right. Then there's a picture of a woman who kind of looks like a super young Kimberly Kaufman who's looking confused uh-huh. with the caption of, You haven't touched me in six months. I'm no longer attracted to you. Okay. Yeah, non birding Bill's making a face right now, trying to make this work with the meme. Okay. 
Then, and I feel like people have combined two of the memes because I feel like that was all one based right. on the premise of the meme. Then it's binoculars looking through blinds. Okay. Then there's, you know, just your average young, basic young lady. Right. In Daisy Duke sipping a coffee. Sure. Then it's a box of Kleenex. This is getting into some very personal territory yeah, for yeah. whoever then created there's, this. Then there's some Vaseline. Yeah. And then there's Jack Daniels. And then there's a restraining See, order. See, there's too many elements. I feel elements. like there's like two memes have been combined here. Here's the pro- there's too many elements to this. Like, all of the, you know, the starter packs, like, basically five or six things, you're okay. This clearly has eight. Yeah, no. That's, this, there's, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot. I'm just like... Um, that's not what birding is. No. no like, I, I go out in the field and I meet men and I feel respected. And, yeah. like, I'm part of the group. I don't feel like there's Vaseline in anyone's future. Yeah, no, the idea that, like, birders are actually, like, doing this to to peep on people is, like, no, that that that's... I'm more offended by the plaid shirt because it's, like, <laughs> no birder wears plaid. It would be better if it was, like, a ghillie hat because I know how much you hate those, but I think you would find that funny if it's it was the basic hat. tilly hat. Gilly suit is the thing that I oh, actually yeah. I'm own. Sorry. I the apologize. Tilly hat is the thing I don't care for. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel like that, uh, yeah. But I feel like this was someone trying too hard on birding memes. And so people are like, I don't understand what's going on. This yeah. isn't an actual birder. I was like, I kind of feel like this is more like the incel starter pack yeah, than the birding is, starter pack. That anyway, goes too far. I think someone was being an edgelord. <sighs> oh, man. Am I going to end on this? I have to find a better story. I don't have a better story. All right, we'll send on Are, Weren't you going to do Dust My Wets? Uh, let's go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Do no, it. you said you were going to bring this story up. So, I'm not going to bring this story you up. Like you said become, that you had it for the podcast. No, it's like you've become obsessed with this meme. Yes, it is Of Dust My Wets, and I get it. I don't like it, but I understand it. But you have become obsessed with this. I don't know if I would become obsessed with it. Right. So basically the premise is that somebody is somebody is having pasta. It's, a, it's a, 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 a comedian on Twitter right. put up a tweet. And he's in an Italian restaurant. Right. And he asks the waiter, can you dust my wet? Right. Basically it sounds like something a child would say. And it's, the, the the, whole, it's the whole, I want to go to there thing. Yeah. And the waiter says, you know, you can just say, can I have some Parmesan cheese right. on my pasta? And the guy instead holds up his pasta and it's like, please, my wits. Yes. And I under I get the joke. I get the humor of this. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why you have become obsessed with this. Because I keep playing it over. Because like the first time I read it, it's like, this is stupid. Why? Right. And then, like, I keep thinking in my head the ridiculousness of telling a waiter, can you test my wits? Right. And then it also didn't help that a friend of mine who's a lesbian was like, so, like, what if it's Parmesan cheese and they're, like, going to come around with a little shredder? Can you shred my wets? And I'm like, that's an amazing pickup line. Can you shred my wets? Right. And... This is a weird situation where I get the joke. I know. I understand the concept around it. I don't understand your obsession with it. I am writing so many think pieces about this joke in my head. It has nothing to do with birding. And I feel so bad for all the waiters in the world who at Olive Gardens who have to deal with this nonsense. 
Well, you know, if you're a good server, the first time someone asks you to dust their wets, you're going to look at me like, I know what this is. I'm going to work with this the next time someone asks me to do that, and I'm going to get a gigantic tip out of it. Yeah, I don't have, that's, I don't, I'm not obsessed with hating this, but like, it's the, like, it's like, yeah, okay. It's absurd, but I also just love, it's like, when I, my first job that I had was at Noble Romans, and they had the Parmesan cheese that's sure. basically dust. You know, the dust that you get with your Chef Boyardee kit. Right. That we find comfort in. But, I mean, that's not real cheese, but, I mean, that, that cheese is basically dust. Yeah. Did I ever tell you how traumatized I am about Parmesan cheese dust? No, From you Noble did Romans? Not. No, you did not. So it's like my first day there, and I'm like learning the ropes and everything, and the girl there is teaching me all the ropes about how to be, you know, the good server. And um, she's like, yeah, whatever you do, don't look at the bottom of the Parmesan cheese containers. <laughs> and I was like, why? And so these were the glass containers uh, on the table. The yeah, and she's like, yeah, yeah, look it over there's green stuff. I was like, we should wash those. No, 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 it's okay. No one ever looks at that. Only oh, you and boy. I are going to look at that. And she would just like pour cheese. I'm also, so wow. also at the same Noble Romans. Wow. Oh, it gets worse. It, here's okay. the second worst story. Oh, so boy. she would wear this jewelry where like the rings were on her finger and there was a chain and then she had this kind of like no. bracelet thing. And so when it was time to like switch over the salad bar, she would just be like like diving oh, into the jars of pickles and putting them into the salad bar. And I was like, are you supposed to be wearing gloves for that? It's like, oh, it's just easier to do it this way. Okay. I, this is why I don't trust buffets anymore. Right. There's also, there are two places now that have put my fear into this about desserts and restaurants. Okay. I remember being at Noble Romans one day and like taking something back that somebody didn't eat. And the person who was the dishwasher was like, they didn't eat this? And I was like, they decided they didn't want it. They just said they were too full. Oh, we'll just save that for later. Right, this is some Anthony, Anthony Bourdain shit. There was that. But I also remember, we also worked at, what was that place that you and I worked at in college? Pepperoni Grill? Something like that. It was, it was, it was, it was not. And I'm not saying this to like disguise it. We did not work at a macaroni right. grill. I know macaroni grill is a thing. It was something else. It was something else, but it was like that. Right. But it absolutely was not. But I, I remember one day it was like, there was like a tort that I took out and I brought it back. And the woman who made the dessert was like, they didn't eat this? I'm going to save it for later for someone right. else. And was like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what I don't Anthony trust Bourdain desserts described. in restaurants. <laughs> I don't trust buffets. Here's my thing. If there's something on a buffet in a restaurant that looks like it probably came out of an industrial-sized container, just imagine a fairly attractive, roughly hewn waitress with questionable jewelry, not wearing a glove and taking it out with her hands from the industrial container and putting it into the salad bar. Okay. I remember when kale was a decoration around salad bars, and now we're all giving it to our rabbits, and we're all, like, making chips out of it and soups and salads. I've seen kale treated so poorly by unwashed hands and un Don't trust people. They'll hands. only hurt you. Anywho, this is what you can expect when you join the Patreon. Great. For a birding podcast. Great content. 
Uh, this is Bird Chick Podcast number 243. I can't believe we 243. We've been, we've been doing this for like 10 years now. This is insane. We um, should have more episodes for 10 years. Please go to patreon.com, Bird Chick, and consider supporting us. If you uh, don't want to do that, please go to iTunes and write a review for us. Give us uh, some helpful feedback. If you have any questions for Sharon, you can talk to her, Sharon, at birdchick.com. She is on Twitter, at birdchick. You can find her on Facebook. And we will be back in another week with some Patreon-only exclusives and back two weeks with stuff for y'all. Take care. Bye.